Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a special edition of Four Center Reacts. I'm Ken Napsuck along with Joseph Scrimshaw with, well, it's not quite breaking news because this is Saturday when we're finally getting down to talk to it. But on Thursday, the news that we've been waiting for for a long time here, not just me and Joseph, but us here as Four Center as a brand and you guys out there, most of you. I'd say a lot of you are excited because an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone anthology film is in development and on the way. A lot can happen to that point in 2020. But, Joseph, 
this is finally our moment. I am so excited. It is hard not to quiver. I've been almost <laughs> quivering for like the last 48 hours or however long it's been uh, because yeah. I am so, so thrilled by even the hint of the possibility of confirmation. Right. And this was your birthday week. It was my birthday. I it was, was sitting, your birthday. It was my actual birthday. I was sitting down to play my new Legend of Zelda video game. Oh, I haven't nice. played a video game in three years and I get a text <laughs> like, oh, what is this? And it was Ken saying... Obi-Wan. <laughs> and I dropped everything and just kind of ran around my apartment in circles, and it was the best birthday ever. That is good. And, uh, you know, uh, it's fun to climb into the Star Wars bubble during tough times out there in the world. So, Joseph, let's do it. Let's get in here and have some fun and talk about this movie. Um, I guess I want to go first with immediate backlash. Not as much for this one, but there's some... And we're going to talk about the other rumored standalone movies that okay. came, came out of the stories. But let's let's... There's, I don't want to call people out by name, but there's been some big uh, YouTube sites saying, no Jabba movie, no this, Star Wars is too small, Obi-Wan movie is a stupid idea, blah, 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 blah. Joseph, this is a great idea. Yeah, I think this is an amazing idea for a million reasons, the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie specifically. But I think also a lot of times we as fans just need to listen to the lessons of the actual characters from the Star Wars movie. <laughs> and all I hear in my mind is patience. Yes. You must learn patience. They are two movies in for what's actually right. been released. They're doing the Han Solo movie. Uh, and now they're looking around at opportunities and once this, they want to do Star Wars forever. Right. Once this new trilogy is done, the sequel trilogy, I think we are going to get explosions of different characters we've never seen. Yes. And uh, and I think within these movies that have been announced with familiar characters, we're going to get brand new genres. I think. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of new coming. Right. And 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 look, I 100 percent agree with you that at some point we might get that old Republic trilogy. Yeah. An old Republic. TV show when the streaming service launches. But from a business standpoint, I I still love first and second act problems aside. Love Rogue <laughs> One, and I love the concept because, of course, that would be one of the movies you want to do. Yeah. Hey, what about this question? Now, you could explode out the mystery of Star Wars too much. Maybe that's the big criticism of, say, the midichlorians as an example yeah. of, hey, that's, that's too much of an answer that we didn't want. But, hey, George made that choice, and life goes on. But... <laughs> there is, made by the midi-chlorians. Yeah, there is this time period with Obi-Wan that I guess you could just say, eh, he sat in the desert for 19 years. But I don't believe for a second that that's the case. And he's his shadow still looms over the Star Wars story, appearing by voice in Force Awakens and possibly being related to Rey. And I'm going to talk more in Spotlight Star Wars uh, tomorrow, how I don't think that is the case anymore. Okay. But Kenobi. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want Kenobi? Yeah, this is just an opportunity to not miss. This is like somebody offers you a Porsche and you say, ah, I once owned a Porsche previously. Why would you walk away from a free Porsche? Like, who cares? Ewan McGregor is the exact specific yes. right age. He is a phenomenal actor. Yes. And I think is is prequelists uh, is yeah. the, the term you coined. Uh, we have a lot more uh, patience for yes. the prequels, but I think it is hard to find somebody who will say Ewan McGregor did a bad job in right. the prequels. He's a phenomenal actor. We've seen the tip of the iceberg of what he can do. Give him a great director like Stephen Daldry, who yeah. loves talking to actors, yes. who likes things like emotions. <laughs> you know, uh, God bless the creator George Lucas, but yes. not, not much of a chatting with actors guy. You get a uh, director who can really truly get in there with the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor. Why would you pass that up just because you're like, uh, they, they're too close, too much close to the original trilogy. Let's spread it out. So, oh, did yeah. 20 years pass? And, oh, and yeah. Ewan McGregor is, you know, 87? He's not yeah. that 
my timing is wrong. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yes, I do. But You're, why miss this exact moment? This is yeah, we've and that's what we've been talking about when you know our Obi Wan in the desert and and our Kenobi movie hashtags and all that kind of stuff is Ewan is of the perfect time. And uh, yeah, I think since the prequels have been made, now George made him his own way, his own style. But I think these big because of Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And then because of MCU, uh, all the Feige and the team Marvel, and then even now I look at Force Awakens, but even more specifically Rogue One. The style of making these big tentpole franchise pop culture movies has changed. Yeah, the acting, the style—it's treated different. Look at Logan. Look at Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, there's Oscar talk for those movies. Wonder Woman as an event, uh, social impact movie, and Logan as this dark, gripping western in the form of a dying superhero. So. You tell me you don't want Obi-Wan being Logan with a little bit of the hopefulness of Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is a mashup of Logan and Wonder Woman. And yeah. I think, especially with Stephen Daldry, you know, uh, we, we talk a lot about genres and how Rogue One, even though it's close to the events that we all know and is kind of a prequel, it opens up that genre box by saying, what is, you know, the third act is a war movie. Yeah. And can they go farther with genre movies? And I think the genre of an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is indie drama with mm. lightsabers. That's so true. That's so true. It, it, and, and look... We've been talking Obi-Wan in the desert. So now let's accept that this movie's being made. And look, if you're out there listening and you're still not on board, continue listening, and we want to hear it. That's what we celebrate here at Four Center is a, a diversity of opinion yeah. on this thing we love. I'm not pointing fingers at you saying, you silly belly. Um, uh, you know, but I, I think this more than anything, I, and we're going to talk about Jabba and Yoda, Boba Fett. We have some apprehensions of that. I think I even have apprehensions of the Han Solo movie just as a, as a concept, but, I, yeah. but it's Han Solo. So that might be just because it's not Harrison Ford anymore. But let, Joseph, let's climb into what this movie might be, what this director choice could be, and and what sandbox, literally, maybe figuratively, <laughs> are we playing in? Yeah, I think the sandbox has always been the last temptation of Obi-Wan Kenobi in terms of mm-hmm. he is supposed to be there watching Luke, he thinks, but he has this nobility. He has this guilt that he failed. So why not do something about it? Now, that could manifest itself a lot of ways. It could be the really small Western story that's kind of been already told in the comic books and in that Mm -hmm. Kenobi movie of maybe there's a problem on Tatooine. I think probably not. I think he probably does leave the planet to make it a bigger story. But uh, whether or not he faces uh, just a random bounty hunter, a new character, uh, I know it has been uh, discussed uh, that it's the possibility that he'd face Vader. Mm -hmm. I think with all of those, the Vader thing's really exciting to talk about. Right. But I think regardless of who the antagonist is, I think the story is Obi-Wan facing, I failed, I don't want to stop fighting, I don't want to just hide, I want to try to do something. And then coming to peace with like, no, my duty is to be here. And mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. noble duty to be here. You're pitching the story I love, and it, it's almost as if it's Ben Kenobi versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, this is a, the origin story of Ben Kenobi. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the way you phrased it, and we phrased that before, of the last temptation of Obi-Wan, when Yoda sends him away, hey, hey, you're going to be, all right, you're going to go to the desert, take take the kid to his family, uh, and uh, I got some I got some homework assignment stuff for you. Yeah, there. exactly. You're not done learning, Obi-Wan. <laughs> you're not just going to sit there drinking at the bar from Wu-Hair. You're going to have some things to do, and we've already seen in the new Marvel comic line that there's some interesting things where, you know, he gets into... Involved with some, uh, you know, local uh, tattooing Moss Eisley street toughs, and he can't be a Jedi. He has to hold back. Yeah. So that's also a struggle. But the there is adventure to have, and it is kind of um, Obi Wan 
in his mind. And that's 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 a great script. And and then what you're pitching to me right now is this at the end of the movie accepting completely his his mission. Yeah, of protecting. I mean, you just imagine this. Picture it. Right. Obi Wan has some little. The first act. Obi Wan has some little skirmish. On Tatooine, he's frustrated with not being able to be a full Jedi. He goes back to his hut. He's trying to commune with Qui-Gon because Liam Neeson will come back yes. to do some voiceover. Oh, and Qui- he it becomes, gets me excited. Right. He becomes more aware. He's sitting outside on the patio of his hut right. as the suns are setting. All those rich purple clouds in the sky. And Obi-Wan is tempted by something. And, and Qui-Gon is saying, don't, don't. Right. And he says, you see him pick up his lightsaber and say, I'm sorry, master. Like, does that not get you excited as a yes. Star Wars fan to think, like, you know, we met Obi-Wan in the prequels as a little bit of a, a, a bad boy. Like, he's, yeah. he's noble, but he also is headstrong. Yep. Uh, yep. So to see that, oh, man. That is that that is a great start. Yeah, the, the fact. And, and look, all right, we're prequels. But if you get us, you get us Qui-Gon Jim back in some form, Lee and Neeson getting another shot. Um, you know, hey, give me a force ghost of Mace Windu. I don't care. I'll figure <laughs> that out. And then you have, um, you know, the possibility of, of Joel Edgerton coming back as Owen Lars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Bonnie Peace, uh, what's it, Bonnie Peace? Yeah. Peace would come back as uh, Aunt Beru. I could see them do some kind of casting change. Obi-Wan goes to the wedding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, but, you know, Joel Edgerton, since. Attack the Clones and Sith has just become one of the best actors out there. Yeah. So why not have the start of what you see in New Hope, too? Well, that guy's just a crazy old wizard. I want to stick around here and not get involved. Yeah. You have some of that going on, too. The play of are you going to hide out where the rest of the world needs your help or, or foster? Yeah, you might have a job, Uncle Owen, to protect Luke, but you're... You're you're caging him. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Look what's going on, and 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 Ben feel maybe then Ben Kenobi feels like, yeah, what am I doing here then? Yeah, the galaxy's falling apart. The Empire, the shadow of the Empire is is, is covering all parts of the galaxy. I should do something about it. Yeah, Obi Wan all throughout the Clone Wars animated series and the prequels, he's the guy who wants to spring the trap. He's the guy who like, hey, what should we do about that huge Geonosian worm queen? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go into a cave and talk to her. Yeah, like he wants to act. Yes. You know, so seeing if he was hanging out with Owen and Owen's just like, everybody should stay home and farm. Yeah. It would just piss Obi-Wan on. <laughs> you know, and depending on how far you want to push it into, like, real character study, internal yeah. life, there is that juicy Star Wars story of how he does get the power, learn the power to become, yeah. you know, more powerful than Vader can possibly right. imagine. And, you know, Lucas has always talked about that's power is learned through being selfless. Right. So that could be the core of the story of like how mm. does he truly learn to become one with the force yeah. is by giving up what he wants, which is to go out and swing a lightsaber and be active mm. and just be selfless. His his goal is just to stay there and protect Luke. Right. And when he learns that selflessness through this great big action story that we might get to see, right. we also get that answer of mm. how exactly he learns this power. Right, right. And this idea, too, of, uh, you know, of, of maybe the re- regret, uh, the guilt, uh, knowing Vader. So, so I guess the big question is, and this is sometimes those gaps in canon stories and all the stuff where you get our head wrapped around that, but I'd have to assume that Obi-Wan, upon hearing some of the stuff of this dark lord of the Sith named Darth Vader, yeah. would know and feel it is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. I believe that's the case. Now, the rest of the galaxy, Tarkin's always kind of like, this guy's familiar, and then maybe learns it later on, and those kind of things come up. I believe Obi-Wan probably is feeling that. 
and he's probably lost on that on that uh, desert planet in this hut. I'd love to see him do some interior decorating. <laughs> Absolutely, that, move that chest in. Sadly, put the yeah. lightsaber in the chest. Yeah, maybe yeah. He go, maybe he goes to like a sale, and there's like Maz Kanata's there, and she's like, "I got a chest on sale. <laughs> uh, do that." Um, but then, so with Vader, and then the prophecy, of the chosen one. Yeah, Anakin at the end of Sith is, you were the chosen one. And then in Rebels, and then we see the end of the Darth Maul storyline, it's very clear Obi-Wan believes Lucas. Yes. So that's got to be part of the change, too, and maybe part of what you've set up so well is just accepting his fate. Yeah. And, and being selfless in that. Yeah, but definitely, I mean, the Rebels thing is a big clue that they've set up a journey for him to yeah. go on, for sure. Yeah. And I think the other thing with, with Qui-Gon and him knowing that Anakin is Vader, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon's the one who started all this. Qui-Gon yes. is the one who foisted this sort of awkward relationship that Obi-Wan, you know, eventually came to, to love and understand him. But at first, he's like, why did you pick up this yeah. kid eventually, on this planet? Yeah. We got stuff to do. We're Jedi. And Qui-Gon is like, no, he is the chosen one. You must train him regardless of what the Jedi say. So is there also a little bit of communing with Qui-Gon where Obi-Wan is like, so Qui-Gon, funny story about your whole <laughs> prediction Look at the state of the galaxy. Is there actually even some headbutting? I'd love that. Or even Qui-Gon is like, no, no, no. He can still be the chosen one. Right. And and Obi-Wan has this horrible vision of of Vader. Like, maybe he just learns from Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon's in the force. He can see it. (laughs) He's like Bran in Game of Thrones. He's like, I'm hanging around the tree. (laughs) He's Chaos is a ladder, right, (laughs) Obi-Wan? Yeah, I love that idea. Um, Now, again, at, at at this point in time, there's the, the story officially is uh, we got Stephen Daldry in talks to direct. We have no mention officially of Ewan McGregor other than everyone in the galaxy wants him to be the role. <laughs> yes. um, Liam Neeson hasn't said anything yet. Mace, Mace Windu. Sam Jackson has not begun campaigning yet. Um, that Maybe the ghost of Sam or a cyborg <laughs> Mace Windu shows up on Tatooine and helps Hope he won't fight. Uh, and they're saying there's no script. Now, I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Uh, I actually... I. I will bet a lot, maybe even my house, definitely my Toyota Camry, that a script is <laughs> out there, Joseph. But uh, uh, could you see a, a situation where it's not Ewan McGregor, that it's a younger Obi-Wan or an older, older Obi-Wan? Uh, I would accept that begrudgingly. I would mm-hmm. still go to see the movie because I think that there is plenty with the Obi-Wan character that can be explored. You know, a, a Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan movie, that, that would be fine. I, I, I would yeah. be excited about it. You know, the juicy story is in this exact period. And, right. you know, if Ewan McGregor didn't want to come back and they found another actor to be closer to, sure. if, if this is, you know, 60-year-old Obi-Wan. Yeah, but I mean, I just uh, we, we've already got that in Rebels. Yeah. We know that the, the character is sort of at peace, and that's, you know, at yeah. this point, Rebels is what, like a year out from? Yeah, you know, I was watching some videos today about that, and Rebels is about a year out from, from the events of, of New Hope Rogue One. Um, but some people were, were talking and breaking down that episode and, and saying that, well, Luke's about seven in that, and that, and I, I don't think that's accurate. That's not accurate, that that... That shot at Obi-Wan at the end looking at uh, the Lars Homestead. I think that was not a kid. It was an odd animation choice, and I think we talked about it before. Yeah. So I think you're right. We've seen this journey. And Lucasfilm maybe has got some rumors and there's criticism of uh, they're not as planned out as we thought. Maybe like, say, an MCU or something like that, what they're doing over there with Marvel. Um, I think you're so right. Just the way they're just putting Obi-Wan out there in the comics and Rebels and these little bits, checking in with him on the journey. There's so much there to dig into. So I think that's 
That's yeah. why it's got to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be in the middle. And I feel I feel like it would have to be some catastrophe that Ewan McGregor hasn't done it. Like Ewan McGregor walks through an airport and like just janitors yell, you going to do Obi-Wan? And he's right. like, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone has asked him in every interview. And he said every time, sure, I think there's a story there. Yeah. So why on earth would he suddenly say no? Yeah. Is it too? Or no. no. <laughs> Is it? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To what we're pitching, and just as fans being here in front of microphones, is it too of a too much of an internal struggle? A my dinner with Andre, sit down with Qui Gon. Um, I know they wouldn't just it would be done in a cr- great creative way, but do you think how much action do you need to put in this movie to make it a Star Wars film at uh, this point? Yeah, I think the first act could be really mm-hmm. character study. Yeah. Uh, he can bump into Luke. He can bump into anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Owen. I think the second act has got to be him going out there and and engaging with the world. And you got plenty of adventure of a Jedi trying mm-hmm. to not be a full Jedi, right? So there's there's plenty of just random Star Wars adventures for him to get into. But then the third act is him confronting whatever whatever he truly came to confront. And if that is another confrontation with Vader, mm-hmm. I think that is plenty of action. Let's go into that. Let's yeah. go into this idea. I am of the strong belief that Darth Vader's the villain, uh, or at least factors in. There's other people along the way. Maybe Owen Lars is the villain for the first act. <laughs> you never know. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people already have heard on Twitter, I don't like that, I don't like that, which again, this is a conversation. Let's have it. Let's have that conversation on Twitter. Um, I understand that might be too much of a recycle. Yeah. And I understand might take away some of the emotional impact of the end of Sith and when they meet again in New Hope. Now, I believe Lucas had that plan that that's their first and that their last in their reunion. Yeah. I don't think George would think there was much going on in between, but for four million, four billion dollars, George doesn't get to make that call now. <laughs> exactly. Do you think number one, Joseph? Uh, this is some Star Wars counseling to the fans, maybe <laughs> who might not be on board with this. And again, they could create an amazing, wonderful additional villain. Um, I just think if it's not Vader, it's not the main event. Um, what? What um, about the situation? Will Will that take away from Sith and A New Hope? Will that take away from the story? In your mind, the mm. bigger Star Wars story? No. Uh, and I've thought about this a lot because my, I think my knee jerk reaction was like, yeah, but it's, you know, th- these yeah. are the bookends. But the more I think about it, you know, uh, I love George Lucas, but he left some holes. Yeah. And with the novels and the comics, there's been some really great, really fun cleanup that has really added to Rogue One really right. enriched the mm-hmm. story of A New Hope. It didn't take anything from it in my mind. It enriched right. it. So I think they've already done a great job. And there is so much here to enrich. Obi-Wan goes from... You were my brother. I loved you. Just leaves him there to burn. Can't bring himself to end him. Right. To his counsel to Luke, to Anakin's son is, the only hope for the galaxy is for you to murder your father. Mm. You have to. Otherwise, the emperor has already won. Mm. So seeing emotionally how he went from, I can't bring myself to end him, to yeah. the only hope for the galaxy is for him to die. Wow. Is like... Yeah. What what exactly happened? Uh, you know, I know it's been mentioned the um, the various lines that are ambiguous in yeah. the original trilogy that suggest like, oh, that could be kind of referring to the prequels, but not quite matching up. Right. But there is plenty of room there for another encounter of right. Obi-Wan becoming fully convinced that there's no way to turn Vader back of them having a different the the uh, I was the learner now I'm the master mm-hmm. and only a master of evil specifically suggests like right. a conflict where Vader came at him when he was not when he was as a Sith yeah. still a learner yeah 
And yeah. now he is a Sith master, a master of evil. A master of evil. It does. really kind of actually works with those lines. does connect. If you do it right, you're absolutely right. How much would you want this? I mean, then, then you, I guess I'm answering my own question here. You could call it Kenobi and Vader. But how much needs to be on Vader? Do you need to get Hayden Christensen back? Do you need to, uh, what they got the guy with his name, Spencer Wilding? Spencer Wilding, Wilding yeah. Wilding, who's doing Vader now. Um, you put... Uh, you know, James Earl Jones, uh, Lord Willen is still around. <laughs> yeah. um, though I will say, you know, he's what is eighties, mid eighties now. So that voice, mid-80s. voice was a little weaker. Yeah, let's be honest. But I would take a weaker sounding Vader if it's James Earl Jones. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so, uh, how much do you think needs to focus on Vader and his struggles? Because we're getting that a lot in the comics and novels. We know Vader is working against Palpatine sometimes. Hearing the ghosts of Snips in his in his brain, he's he he is uh, even that great scene with him and Ahsoka and Rebels, with his eye exposed and kind of seeing his Padawan again for the first time type of thing. Uh, there's some powerful stuff with Vader going on. Yeah, I don't think we need a big journey with Vader. What I think is we need the Lords of the Sith. Uh, internal uh, dialogue that we hear from Vader, we need to see some of that on the screen. Right. We need to see, because we've never seen it on the screen, that idea of, I was a fool. I mean, I guess we have a little bit in the Rebels, that I was a fool to believe the Jedi. True power comes from anger, and I want to be angry all the time, and I have plenty to be angry about. Right. In a confrontation with Obi-Wan of like, you lied to me, you manipulated me, yeah. you got my mother killed, you held me back, Anakin Skywalker is dead, I killed him, he was a fool, and I'm going to kill you too. Yeah. I don't think we need to see a journey from him. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to check in with yeah. how invested he is in the Sith ideology yeah. and the power of the dark side and enough to have Obi-Wan say, there's no bringing you back. Yeah. And getting to that point, and again, this what you're what you're laying out, Joseph, is a great story about Obi Wan accepting Obi Wan, changing, and how it is already there in canon uh, or in story. I think is more appropriate. Canon, yeah. canon sends people off on uh, <laughs> you know vehicle helmets and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> In story, in the story that's there. And so that's some of the criticism I've heard is Star Wars is too small. We need something bigger. No, this is – it's there on screen from Sith to New Hope to Empire and Jedi. You're right. I'm even forgetting some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, where he uh, – Ben uh, Kenobi's like, hey, I failed again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got you as far as I could. Go see Yoda. And, yeah, by the way, kill your father. Yeah. You have to do that. So it's on screen. It, this wouldn't take away. And I, I, that's what I'm seeing a lot of, of just, uh, same old stuff. Yeah. This is uncharted territory. This is uncharted territory. And it is a kind of um, emotional, I think, depth that is hard to get at in the big Skywalker trilogies. The, yeah. the Because this is an opportunity to have a movie where there is pretty much one main character. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would end up being a two-hander between Obi-Wan and, and Vader. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get that in the, the normal movies because you have a main character, but there are a lot of other characters and ideas and fun to, to service. Yeah. And if this is just focused on Obi-Wan with great uh, actors, great director, great screenplay, you can get into this level of emotional depth that we are only really getting now in the novels and sometimes mm-hmm. in the comic books. Mm-hmm. But since this would be a character drama, a beautiful little indie film with lightsabers, <laughs> you have room to get to that depth. Yeah. And I think I go I go to to Logan first. It's the most connective, it's an easy connective thread. There. Yeah, absolutely. Old man Logan, beard, uh, 
a hero we've seen in other forms accepting different things about himself and accepting limitations and dealing with it you know i I think obi-wan will be out there maybe questioning the force and questioning a lot of that stuff and again learning because because the qui-gon stuff's great it fits in so i look at logan i think that can work maybe you might not think it works in december as a star wars a new modern (laughs) star wars film but it, it would be and people took to logan just like you took a little different chance uh, with DC, with Wonder Woman, not just uh, a, quote, female-led superhero movie. What they infused was some some hope yeah. in the face of dark, gritty DC stuff. So they made some changes. I think you can put all that kind of together. Hope is a theme in Star Wars, as we saw, sometimes to a we-got-it phase of uh, rebellions are built on hope. We got it, but it is there. And I think if Obi-Wan ends up in that po- point, uh, that is a journey you want to see. Yeah, I mean, talk about the title, A New Hope. You know, if that is from Obi-Wan Kenobi's perspective of he hoped that Anakin could turn, uh, Vader could turn back to Anakin. Yeah. And now he's got a new hope, the chosen one, Luke Skywalker. Final question. Final question. It it, it gives me nerd chills. Final question, (laughs) then I do want to, before we go here, just to talk a little bit about these other proposed movies. Yeah. Um, the question of young Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that brought up already, and I am uh, of the mindset of needs to be there in some form, but I would want it to be on the smaller side because we don't we meet Luke really for the first time in A New Hope. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously Luke has encountered old Ben before. Yeah, and I, I know that stuff is in comic books, but I wouldn't mind some encounter. Yeah, with young Luke. You know, depending on maybe around ten years old. Yeah, or actually, you know what? Exactly nine years old, exactly yeah. the same age as Anakin. That would be just a great uh, uh, vibroblade knife yeah. turner. Uh, <laughs> if if Obi Wan is feeling all these pressures, he has this yeah. epiphany of who Vader is. He's he's fighting with Qui Gon. He's fighting with Owen. He goes into town and he sees Luke at the exact age Anakin was when he yeah. met him, and he sees Luke sort of like hope and kindness. Yeah. And, in, you know, playing with his T-16 Skyhopper out in the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would pull on Obi-Wan's heartstrings of, like, maybe, maybe there's hope for Anakin. Look at his son yeah. glowing with goodness. Maybe there's hope for Anakin. Do you need Yoda in it? I think I, I don't need Yoda. Yeah. I think if you start going into the uh, communing with Force mm-hmm. people, you need some Frank Oz chattering right. as Yoda in Obi-Wan's head. I can say that. Yeah, definitely don't. We do a we don't do a wipe and suddenly we're over on Yoda and Yoda's like communicating with him by, by a communicator, you know. <laughs> uh, doing, how are you? Yeah. In hiding. No. <laughs> no Skype calls. No, no Skype calls. <laughs> so that's kind of our breakdown of that and yeah. well, I'm excited. I, Joseph, I want you to write this script now, all right? <laughs> all right okay. We put you in contact with some people. Out of these stories, out of uh, Hollywood Reporter, Variety, came these little morsels buried deep down. Yeah. Of uh, Lucasfilm was considering this. Uh, Stephen Daldry's in uh, talks. Also, they're talking about Yoda, Boba Fett, and then uh, I think it was Variety story. Like, yeah, they're considering a Jabba movie. That's next. That that could be next. And yeah. it kind of blew up. We at Collider kind of reported it to um, uh, Collider Video News, I should say, not Collider.com. Um, look, I, I, think it, I think they're considering everything yeah i think a chopper standalone film is being considered i think an ahsoka film i think um a young anakin movie like they're uh, they have probably a giant google doc and a, <laughs> and a board going what ideas do we want and jabba at the top of the list makes sense to me you? yeah absolutely because i don't think this is 
how did Jabba become Jabba? I don't think it's scenes of like, here's where he met Bib Fortuna, (laughs) you know? I think, and we've said this a lot on Force Center. It's Bib's job interview. (laughs) It's Bib's job interview. Now, what are you looking for in a major domo? Uh, I think this is a genre film. This is a gangster film. And it is, just because it's Jabba doesn't mean it's the Jabba origin movie. It's not how Jabba got his groove back. (laughs) It is... God hut, you know, yes. hut father, you know, whatever you, whichever way you want to go, <laughs> hut fellas. Hut fellas, uh, uh, Jabba's Palace. Yes, I, I don't think this is Tales from Jabba's Palace. I think, no. I also think, you know, we know they had a quote Boba Fett movie. Trank was on board for that. It was, it was days away from being announced at Star Wars Celebration 2015, and then all the stuff goes wrong. Um, I think that movie, that whatever that Boba Fett movie was, might have been different than some of the rumors now. I don't know. We're not in those meetings, is what I always say. But uh, why, why, Joseph, can't a Jabba the Hutt standalone movie also be the Boba Fett standalone movie? Because they're all intertwined. It's the underworld of Star Wars. It absolutely should be, because right. it's it can be the story of Jabba the Hutt's rise to power and all yeah. the strings he's pulling. And, you know, one of his best guys is Boba Fett. So yeah. why not? You know, yeah. there are a lot of ways to take it. This could just be like a fun movie or it could really get into the power dynamics of the huts and what is right. the spice trade and that like it is exploring new corners and new genres i think and, and we know that uh guillermo del toro was out there oh. several times saying this is the story i want to tell a jabba rise to power movie a gangster movie set in this underworld so and, you know, I know for a fact he talked about it in person at the Collider Video Studios, off wow. camera. Off camera, confirmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've talked to them. You wow. know, can you um, imagine the he's, huts he would design? Yeah. Just with big open sores. <laughs> so <laughs> open gross. Source. And you can type in, <laughs> type in Guillermo del Toro, Job of the Hut movie, go on Google, type it up. Stories come up. He's not shy about this. Okay. So, um, why, why, why can't this happen? Just like we want you and to be Obi-Wan. Uh, uh, give Del Toro Star Wars. Yeah, why not? He wants to do it. Strike while the iron is hot. And I think maybe when they're talking about like creative discussions, because right. if they keep saying about not uh, announcing the 2020 film or their next plan, maybe they are still going like, do we want the Marvel model? Do we want people right. who are auteurs within a pocket who are really great at what they do, but then when we come in and go, by the way, Russo Brothers, we also need to do X, Y, and Z. Clearly the Russo Brothers are like, Great. Utterly right. creative. They put their stamp on things, but right. they're also clearly just team players because you never hear any, we had right. to fight for this scene. So yeah. maybe they're still going like, do we want the people who are great at their job but are just team players? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to just go crazy? And mm-hmm. like, ugh, if Guillermo del Toro doesn't use the exact huts from the Clone Wars <laughs> animated series, we're not going to go fight with him yeah. about his presentation of Gardula. <laughs> we're just going to let del Toro be an auteur. And this is a chance for Rada the Hutlet to show up Rada again. the Hutlet, yeah, this is the redemption of Rada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's it. And again, I, I understand some of the knee-jerk reaction of uh oh a java movie what are they gonna do next uh, you know a greedo movie and, and the jokes come out and yeah you and i make jokes about dengar movies and all that kind of stuff and you know i won't wedge until he's the high school years i get it <laughs> uh i get it but i just don't i guess my pushback to those who are thinking that or saying that your opinion first number one but two just stop and think about it. The Star Wars universe that you know and love, who are some of the big characters, and, and why Why do we assume Jabba's just been sitting on his throne for years doing yeah. nothing? Yeah, exactly. You know? And, I mean, I think just because we got that initial news 
uh, uh, way back in the day of like, oh, we are making a Han Solo and we're considering yeah. the, all these character-focused ones, Boba Fett, Yoda. So I think everybody's mind kind of naturally goes to if a character is being pitched, there it's an origin story. Right. You know, and the, some of these characters are gateways to parts of the galaxy that we haven't spent as much time on. And mm. I think just being a little bit more open to imagining that. That, what you just said, is the summary of this, um, taking familiar characters and letting them lead you to places you haven't been in Star Wars before. Yeah. Gateway movies, gateway stories. That is, I think, what people should focus on here, not just that, uh, Jabba. <laughs> Jabba's got a great history. He's powerful. Yeah. Look in the comics. Vader stood before him in the, in the Marvel line, and, and Jabba's like, cool, we're equals. I'm a probably even better. You know, like, <laughs> I'm fascinated by that story, and it wouldn't be just Jabba in that throne room. It wouldn't just be Ula dancing. Uh, it wouldn't just be a Rogue One throwaway to Ponda Baba and Dr. Evanson. This would be, as Joseph just said so well, a gateway story to a part of the Star Wars galaxy we haven't gotten into before. So, guys... Thank you for this Force Center Reacts, Joseph. I, this is the one we've been waiting for for Absolutely. a long time. Absolutely. I'm so excited. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take your reactions at uh, Force Center Pod is where you can follow us on Twitter and use the hashtag Force Center and talk about pitch your Kenobi movie, pitch your Jabba movie. And, if again, if you're like, I'm not on board on this yet, Let's have that conversation. You can go to our Facebook page as well and reach out there. We are also on T Public. Get some nice merchandise. Find Force Center on there at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center and Patreon as well. Joseph, thanks for coming for this special broadcast. We got uh, Spotlight Star Wars, Force Center this week, more databanks, and then you, sir, are heading to Dragon Con. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to be doing Star Wars counseling on Monday morning of Dragon Con, I believe mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. So come with your coffee and your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be info about all that on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. That would be a very different live Star Wars counseling, because you're right. It might be a lot of, like, morning discussions. A lot of morning discussions. Like, a lot of NPR Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calf and concerns. Calf and concerns. There you go. And you can follow Joseph at Joseph Scrimshaw. I know your name. I know your name, and I drink your beer. Uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw. He's got an Anchor show as well. Headcanon, just like I do, Daily Thrones. Find us on Anchor. Follow me at Ken Like Guys, that is it. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi said, I finally get a movie. We'll see you next time. <laughs>